In just about any product category, ideally you should have options. Entry level, mid-range, consumer, prosumer, the list is nearly endless. But every so often, you have an entry into that space that's so outlandish, so devil may care over the top, that most people see it and wonder who in the world would ever buy it for, frankly, with usually an equally over the top price tag. Yeah, the topic of this week's episode firmly falls in line with this theory. Compared to virtually every competitor in its space, it's larger, thicker, heavier, hotter, pricier, just more than anything we've tested before. When all that crazy comes together in a single package though, something unexpected happens. The brightness and fidelity of the display make you almost forget the back crushing weight. The ever rising warmth under the keyboard deck isn't as uncomfortable when the ultra high graphic settings in your latest game don't even make it flinch. Suddenly, what was so unexpected may become special. Okay, so clear off some space on your desk because you won't be wanting to run this thing on your lap. And let's take a long, hard look at Razer's latest flagship, the Blade 16. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we're here. We're back um, a few days late this week, but there's a, I mean, a good reason is probably a stretch. There's a reason that we decided was a good reason, and now we're here a few days late. So <laughs> um, we're here to do a What's in the Box episode. I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of our hands-on looks. Yeah. I don't can't think of the last one, but... You ran out of um, money. We were... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if there's any sponsors out there looking to send right, exactly. gear or cash our way, right. we could do a lot more of these if my credit card was healthier. <laughs> um, no, I pay cash for all of it, I swear. Uh, anyway, uh, we're here to talk about, it is in follow-up though to one of our takeaways from our CES episode. Um, obviously we covered a lot of exciting tech. One of the kind of calls we made about 2023 was, was this going to be the year that laptops got cool again? Yep. Um, and I also remember saying during that episode, I don't mean to imply good again, because they've not only been good, they've been great now for several years, especially if you're from the Apple Orchard side of the equation, just call <laughs> right. it what it is. Apple's having a moment with the M, and that's just, but that's not what this episode's about. This episode is about a laptop that couldn't be more opposite of an M-powered Mac. It's so funny. So we're here talking about the Razer Blade 16. Let me just cut to the chase, I guess. Um, the Razer Blade 16, we all kind of informally agreed, was the most interesting of the many interesting laptops right. that came out of CES this year. Not necessarily the craziest. There was there was always, you know, your weird sliding screens and moving parts. And like <laughs> yeah. it, I, I mean a laptop someone would actually want to buy. Not everyone for sure, but someone. And is maybe possibly actually going to work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I actually very intentionally let off with the M would be comparison because it's shocking to me in the lead up to this release, how many people were just from the gate making direct comparisons between this razor blade right. 16 mm -hmm. and the new 16 inch M two powered MacBook pros. And this is a what's in the box. We're here to talk about the blade 16. So the reason I'm leading off is I want to get it out of the way. There is almost no comparison. And I don't mean that in the sense of one being better than the other. They just couldn't be two more different devices in everything other right. than screen size. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, depending on what you're going for in a computer, you're going to choose one or the other based on your needs because yeah. they, they fill two completely different buckets. Mm-hmm. 
at least from, you know, again, I haven't used your new yep. razor, but I mean, I've used my Mac, my MacBook pro it's an M one, but still like, I know that I didn't purchase that to play games and I'm pretty sure no. that you could probably play whatever you want on that razor based on its specs. Neither of us bought our Macs to play games. And I will tell you, please don't email me, but <laughs> I don't envision many people buying this laptop to be a high power creative. Mm-hmm. Like Razer fancies themselves the brand of these like super high end video. And, may, and maybe there are, maybe there's just this cadre of professionals out there that are rocking their razor blades. They're the guy we've referenced a hundred times in this show out there cutting his 8k dailies out in the field with this razor <laughs> sure. blade 15. Could be, maybe that person's out there. I, I know you exist, but are there more than three of you? I'm, I'm just not sure. Just like there are people out there that do game on a Mac. There are literally three of you, but they do exist. Cody I tried, and I tried to be that person. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, oh my gosh, see, we're already off. So I remember yeah, Cody wineskins. Yes, I remember at one point Cody and I had matched MacBook Pros. I want to say they were probably 13 inches. I mean, we're talking eight, ten years ago, like yeah. a long time ago. Matched 13 inch MacBook Pros that we wanted. We wanted to game on them so badly. Mm-hmm. We tried everything under this because it was one of the best. Mac like sub 15 inch MacBooks you could buy like we spec'd them out no I mean they, they were glorified yeah. Intel Iris graphics like and, just there was yeah, nothing about this it yeah. was gonna make a good experience and things were barely even like compatible like people didn't really make that many games for Mac no and then we tried either. uh boot camp and that was mm-hmm. a driver nightmare <laughs> I mean just this is not a new problem it's yeah. only gotten worse with yeah. M um so all the horsepower of the M doesn't solve what makes this a special computer which is this is a gaming computer period yeah. end of conversation i know that all their stock photography is you know persons editing photo in a really crazy lit room that's neat <laughs> that person closed their photo editing software the minute that picture was taken and started playing league mm-hmm. i'm sorry th- this is a gamer's computer i mean oh, yeah. Razer's every, definitely trying to hit that niche of like every measurable way it is a yeah. gamer's computer so yeah i mean just one look at the specs and that's you well, can tell what it's geared towards. So, I mean, I know you're going to get into those, but you dive into it because they're yeah. ridiculous. And that, that is this laptop summed is a tour de force of specs. It reminds me a lot of when we talked about the galaxy S 22 ultra last year mm-hmm. and how that phone and the 23 that replaced it is just like, what spec can we put in this device to make it bigger, powerful, and in this, in many cases, hotter, literally right. than the competition. Um, that is what this device is. So let me get into the, the actual, the one we have in hand. So the device mm-hmm. we actually got for use, um, I'm going to call it what it is. It's, it's currently the top of the top of the line, mm-hmm. um, without doing like targeted and like adding more Ram or things like that. Like at base skew, it's the top of the line base skew available. What does that get you? Um, it gets you a 13th gen I nine, mm-hmm. 24 cores, 32 threads, Cody at 5.5 gigahertz of max turbo speed. Yeah, geez. You don't see 5 point that's over a, 5 that's too a, much. That's a server processor. <laughs> yeah. For all intents and purposes. Um, 32 gigs of dual channel DDR5. Um, it is double slot, so it's expandable to 64. But, oh, but as purchased, 32 gigs. Um, this it's is a single thing. chip? You got a single 32 in there, so you can buy 132, or do you have to... Or did it put? Um, did they put two sixteens? I in believe there? it's twin. I haven't popped it open yet. I okay. believe it's twin sixteens. Okay, All right. um, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> um, this is where things get double 
quadruple crazy. Um, yeah. GPU wise, it is an GeForce RT- NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4090 mm-hmm. laptop edition, which if you're out there running math loosely, obviously there's TDP and all sorts of other factors, but watt for watt, pound for pound, it is approximately a desktop 4080, mm-hmm. which is still that's amazing. Mind yeah, bending crazy to think yeah. of something as powerful as a desktop 4080 in effectively a one inch thick laptop. Yeah, and I imagine like a good chunk of the price is that like, you know, the, the 40 series came out, but those prices still stayed pretty high, like for those cards. Yeah, well, we will definitely get to the price, <laughs> bottom of the specs. Um, two terabyte NVMe SSD, PCIe 4. It's fast. I mean, it's fast mm-hmm. storage. Call it what it is. Um, screen. Things get interesting again. 16 by 10 ratio. Natively, well, I can't even say natively because it is it is a dual, you might remember this, Cody, from the CES episode, is a dual native display. Mm-hmm. So by the panel, by the pixels, it is a native 4K display at 120 hertz. However, it can be flipped into a mode that converts to a, what the OS considers native. So there's no crazy stretching or blurring. Like it is an OS native 1080p, 240 Hertz. So depending, going back to this being a gamer's laptop, if you're looking to play crazy competitive, every frame, every millisecond matters, you can go into that lower res, double the refresh rate. Mm -hmm. But I will say I've been using it almost exclusively at 4K because we've talked on the show before, like 60 hertz. I'm one of those people that can see 60 hertz. But once we safely get to 120, I'm sure if I did A-B testing, I could see Mm -hmm. it in use. I'm only bothered anymore when I'm using a 60 hertz display. I can feel it when I'm using a 60 hertz display. Yeah, 240 is, a, is very high. Like my monitor, very I use high. like 144, like 240. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't even know if I've used a 240 hertz monitor before. Yeah. I'd be really interested to yeah, see that's, that. Yeah, I, I mean, again, and I and I think like you, John, I would need to see it side by side mm-hmm. with with something else because I, I don't, I honestly don't think I would be able to tell the difference because I have trouble telling the difference between 60 and 120 with my eyes. So right. like I can't I can't always see the differences everywhere. So that would be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I see that the 120 hertz mode is up to a thousand nits, where the yes. the 240 is lower. So you said you were using mostly that. The, well, uh, again, it's well documented on this show that I enjoy making my eyeballs bleed, <laughs> and um, so it, it is a is a thousand nit display, full brightness. I should say thousand nit peak brightness mm-hmm. um, in HDR. And I can tell you, boy, howdy, can you tell when HDR kicks on in this display in like all the ways that HDR is great. Like I've played some HDR games and mm-hmm. the colors just pop. They're incredible. I will say um, a friend of the show was uh, was over yesterday and again, he knew we were going to be recording this topic. So we were talking right. about the laptop, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we were actually doing a side by side between that and ironically my 14 inch MacBook Pro. And we both knew that they're both mini LED, comparably resolution displays with very comparable thousand nit brightness ratings. We both agreed, and this is not to make a religious war out of it, we both agreed the Max display still looked better. And I come down to the main reason for that that we can both arrive at is the Razer remains a matte finish display. I was going to ask, oh, I was okay. wondering, yeah, that matte finish probably does. And there are a ton of compelling good reasons. I am a fan overall of matte. I mean, I do, I like matte displays, especially on PCs. We're, and I don't know why I have this hard, maybe it's because I've just only ever used glass screened Macs. Mm-hmm. Because 
it bothers me anytime I hook a Mac up to a matte finish, like external monitor, it doesn't look right. Like it's almost my brain is expecting the glittery glossy. It's a look a different way. Yeah. It's a look, mm-hmm. look and feel thing. But I will say side by side that the Mac display just looked quote unquote giant air quotes here better. Right. But I think it was mostly because of the glossy because we were in a relatively dark room max brightness dialed all the way up like we were seeing these in very specific circumstances if we took it out onto my back porch at four o'clock on a sunday afternoon all i would see is my own reflection in the freaking mac and Mm -hmm. i'd still be able to use the razors that's what i mean i'm not saying it's even a bad thing they are just different they are very very different that in certain circumstances will throw someone so i feel people Mm. should know going in because you wouldn't necessarily know that from the marketing materials because this was such a departure of a display for them, I was curious, was it going to have a similar finish to the Razorblade 15 I already had? Or was it going to be more like the display, the, the finish on the display I was used to in the MacBook Pro? And I will tell you, if you've used a Razor laptop anytime recently, it's the same exact finish. It's, okay. it's brighter, it's higher res, it's higher refresh. But at the end of the day, it's the same display materials-wise. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think it says Matt here on the. Yeah, I was about to say. Here. I just double-checked again while, while you were going through that, and, and I don't see anywhere on here where it talks about the screen finish at all so yeah i, it, I had no in idea in the pc world it's kind of interesting i've noticed we're, again we're completely off but there's like this unwritten trend that i've noticed where the assumption is if a device is touch screen it's going to be it's going to be of course glass finish mm-hmm. if it's not it's going to be matte and obviously in apple land it's a moot point because they're all glossy and none of them have touch yeah but, <laughs> um so you had them side by side with your Mac. How was like yes. the the body style? Like obviously, it looks like I think this one is aluminum as well. Was yeah. It like- so this continues to be that area where Razor stands out. Because going go backing up again to our CES episode, these specs are almost identical, short of the display, really, to specs from several other big players in the space. ASUS has their big gaming laptop hitting. Mm-hmm. MSI has the new Titan hitting. Like. Yep. And they're all got more or less the same cocktail, giant i9, big NVIDIA chip, crazy hot, you know, the, the whole nine yards. So that in that way, that's nothing unique where the Razer long before this laptop has always stood out to me and why I've personally owned one for a lot of years is their industrial design remains the most Apple like in all the ways that I like Apple industrial design in the PC space. Yeah. And I don't mean at all from a thin and lightness perspective i just mean mm-hmm. sturdily well-made materials um we'll get into reliability there's a big difference between sturdy and reliable um i've thankfully not experienced this yet with my other laptops but there's a really if there's a growing concern going on out there that as razor continues to grow as a brand they're not scaling well from a reliability perspective mm. but well, I have the same problem with many, 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 many other manufacturers. So but I hate to say that it's not unique to any name brand that I didn't build myself. Mm-hmm. Speaking of weight, though, how 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 hefty is this thing? Five point four pounds. Okay, five um, pounds. Five, kind of five pounds. Well, what pounds. is your what is your what is a sixteen inch Mac weigh? Look that up because I, I yeah. thankfully was not that prepared. I, I had that other one ready for you, but I was not ready with the comparison. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just curious since we've been comparing. Right. Um, um, while you're doing that, though, I will yeah. give a caveat to that 5.4 pounds, and it's going to lead into a second caveat. Um, the laptop is 5.4 pounds. Um, the power brick uh. weighs <laughs> over another pound of that. Um, it's a GAN charger. So as 330 watt chargers go, it's one of the smallest I've used. Yeah. But 
please do not mistake that for me saying this is a small charger. Um, it's bigger than my MacBook Pro and MacBook Air bricks sitting next to each other. Oh, wow. So, okay. like, That's crazy. Much it's, bigger. It's 4.7 pounds for the 16-inch MacBook Pro. So. Yeah. So it's almost a pound heavier. Not quite. Yeah. But yeah. again, if you're talking about bag weight with the charger yeah, with in the there, charger. it's a couple. Mm-hmm. It's two, two and a half pounds more load that you're carrying. Yeah. So um, there's that. But here's the other element to that. Um, the MacBook Pro, you could get away with not carrying that charger around every so often and still hope to get some work done. The battery life on this device is nothing short of atrocious. Can I guess? It hit me. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to guess, I'll guess around like 245, three hours. I very intentionally, this was, I I was mean. I was very mean. (laughs) I was also not running one of those torture test softwares. Right. You're just doing normal. I played a modern AAA title at full 4K. I, I threw the kitchen sink at it. But in a way that a person who bought a $4,300 laptop is perfectly reasonable to expect it for them to do. Mm-hmm. I killed it in a few seconds under 55 minutes. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty low, actually, <laughs> compared to like other gaming laptops. Yeah, it's just like. everything that I've seen about this, you know, in preparing for the show, everything that I've seen about it is they expect you to have this plugged in at all times. Yes. This is a. They've, they've shied away from using it in description of the 16, but they just come out and say it on the 18. I think that's hilarious because of the same specs. It right. is a desktop replacement. Like you remember, well, we oh, used to yeah. throw that term around a lot more once upon a time. And I think, and like laptops just went a different direction for a good long while with the ultrabook trend and just yeah. all that. Everything the got concept of a DTR bit. was like a bigger thing. I feel like in the late two thousands, early tens, you know what I mean? Like, just like, mm-hmm. I remember that being more of a thing. Like either bought a true mobile laptop or you basically bought a computer with a screen tape to it that had a battery that would keep it up while the power flickered. Oh, yeah. And that is how I insist on thinking about this laptop. I will never, for any useful reason, use this laptop not plugged in. Mm-hmm. And unique to me, well, not unique to me, but you know, in my situation, it's because I have no shortage of other devices at my disposal that I would instantly reach to before mm-hmm. ever using this to work on an Excel spreadsheet bust out a Word document, export yeah. some PDFs, check in, you know, do things for work. I would never. There's no hmm. good reason on the go because that, again, I hate to keep doing it, that M2 MacBook Air never leaves my bag and that bag never leaves my side. So hmm. therefore, that computer is at 20% battery still more useful to me than this thing with a full charge. Oh, yeah. And to your point, I mean, even in the pictures, That's they have the keyboards plugged in <laughs> to yeah. the to the laptop. So uh, they definitely want you to use these things. Yes, as a yes. This thing is a desktop replacement. And that's not uh, going full circle. That is not even intended as a criticism of this device. I want to talk about it because anyone crazy enough to be considering spending $4,300 on a laptop, I really hope they've thought about this going into what they're looking to do. Because if it's your dream to sit on the subway playing Call of Duty at 4K 120, for an hour and a half, I hate to break it to you, not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Also, what are you doing using a $4,300 laptop on a subway, you crazy person? <laughs> right. So, like, 
Sounds like a good that, recipe to get mugged. That, yes. So that's what I mean. Like this, I and my vision for this device, and it's frankly the very reason that I have it, is it is going to be a central device for if I am ever needed to go somewhere for what I would call an extended period of time, meaning more than a weekend. If mm-hmm. I am going to another place for more for more than a few days, and especially if work is by design going to be involved, I can literally unplug this laptop, throw it in a bag, throw it into a car, throw it into a plane, go to where I'm going, immediately plug it back in right. <laughs> and have all of the resources at my fingertips that I had sitting in my own office 12 hours before. Mm-hmm. That has some relatively unique work value to me again because of what we do and having nothing to do with work. When I get to where I'm going, I want to play Star Trek online at full 4K <laughs> 120 yeah. with all max graphics. Right. And I think yep. that's reasonable. Um, no, the laptop is ridiculous. It just it just is. The price is ridiculous. The specs are ridiculous. The performance is ridiculous, both on what it can do and on how poorly it performs in some of those other key demographics. Because the other point is, I, I am convinced there are actual char marks on a pair of jeans I was wearing when I tried using this in my lap. I was going to oh, ask how bet. the cooling was. Like, I see there's just two little fans on the bottom. <laughs> It, I was going to say you you mentioned earlier in the in the podcast you know is this when laptops get cool again and I was going to answer no no but not <laughs> for temperature not um, there are not enough fans in the world to cool mm-hmm. this laptop yeah. I'm just here I'm just here to tell you um, the i nine the forty series I mean. and also they've done I will give them credit they've done a much better job than I think I've mentioned on the show before my previous razor to this was a couple years old um, razor blade fifteen it was the twenty eighty run so it okay. was whatever generation run yeah. would have been that the rtx 2080s were in it so again extremely competent machine still quite powerful um i felt the heat distribution was far less good <laughs> it was <laughs> trying to use that laptop even plugged in and i don't even mean on a lap just like on a desk using it i feel like i felt the heat in more places while using it mm-hmm. i have learned where to touch or more importantly where not to touch the 16 and be more or less okay and that is if you're looking at a picture of the laptop it is the entire stretch of metal behind the function row keys Ooh. on the which top? again on, on the, the top, bottom on the top on the top of the machine there are fans obviously evacuating yeah. that right beneath there but if that you got to think about it, if that's where they chose to put the fans that's where they're channeling the heat so while the fans are pulling that heat out on the bottom, heat rises. So it's going right. towards the top on the top of the chassis. But I have really yet to use it. I'm always not, I'm not spamming the heck out of the function row keys when playing a game. I'm just mm. not. I'm occasionally adjusting volume or brightness or what have you. But using the deck properly, I don't know of a time yet where I've uncomfortable. I felt the laptop get warmer. I've never felt it get hot anywhere I handle the laptop during use. But I know, because of course, while using, I was very intentionally looking for those places. After gaming for, and I do mean this, for more than about 15 minutes, I'm confident if I held my thumb on that stretch of metal above the functional key long enough, I would actually get burned. Jeez, yeah, leave your fingerprint on there. I I, I do actually believe it would would uncomfortably burn me. It is very, very, like you, your natural body reaction would not be to hold your finger there for more than a second or two. It -hmm. gets very hot um upwards of 100 c like it's 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 or above it's very 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 i have a request when you're ready to sell the laptop john when you're completely done with it and you're all you're all done before you sell it to someone can we fry a very tiny egg 
on that area yes. on the laptop? Yes, okay, perfect. We'll, we'll put a video um, up on the podcast page. I will be required to disclose that to its future buyer <laughs> because the freaking laptop is expensive enough. It requires a mortgage company. But other than right. that and a home inspection. Right. But um, no. Um, so the lap, there's no getting around the laptop gets ridiculously hot. We all know there's no, that's also the least surprising thing about it. Right. The only thing lesser surprising is how bad the battery is. Cause again, the, it's a 5.5 gigahertz processor. The, yeah. the, the, the video cards rated 330 Watts for God's sake, battery tech. This is not a cooling issue. This is a battery tech is years of evolutions away from catching up to this kind of power draw. And it was still performing okay in those 50 minutes, like that yes. you were using it. Okay. Okay. So again, yeah, they're doing, I, I have not dove into it well enough. Well, I said, actually, I never circled back. I said earlier, the excuse for why we're late with this episode. So the laptop arrived early. Um, so we were mm-hmm. in, originally intending on doing a whole other topic this last Friday, found out we we're going to be getting the laptop days before early enough that I wanted to do this show sooner. So that's why we're recording late. Um, I have not, I have not, however, had it in hand long enough to get that deep into like what that really fleshes out to be. Mm-hmm. But I, but I will say it's very, very usable throughout. Um, I really going back to, I, th- I feel like they've just, dis- they very, they've been intentional. They knew going in this laptop was going to get crazy hot. They did very intentional thermal piping inside. I feel to get that heat to places that it's going to be the least egregious. Mm-hmm. So again, while typing yet to be uncomfortable, even the function row key, because I don't hit it. Near, I bet if I was using the function row key as often as I was using, you know, the, the core of the QWERTY might mm. be worse. As long as you never intentionally touch that strip of metal literally above and you're using it on a desk. Again, this laptop should never be used on your lap. Yeah. I do mean using Microsoft Office. I'm willing to bet this laptop would get uncomfortably hot on your lap. It's the mm-hmm. nature of a 24-core processor computer sitting <laughs> right <around>. with that <laughs> yeah, video no. processor as well. Even if it's not being used, you know that thing's going to be hot. So, yes. oh, yeah. well, yeah, because they've got the whole Optimus stuff that is in theory switching back and forth. I've I've never once believed that works right. Right. I, ever, <laughs> yeah. Ever. Never once believed it. Um, and I still don't think it does. Um, but you know, other circling, we'll come back to you know, the performance aspects of, but others, other just elements of the laptop itself. Um, I should have mentioned it's, it's, it's a 95 and change watt hour display. So, I'm sorry, battery that's pushing right up on that hundred watt hour max. So they can't go yeah. any, they, going back to bat. They can't make it any bigger, really not mm-hmm. meaningfully. They can't. So the battery's as good as it's going to get for the horsepower you're asking it for. If you're looking for a productivity machine, don't buy the laptop. You right. could buy three other laptops and be happier with your life oh, yeah. decision. Or as Eric and I were talking about the other day, you could go buy any good Dell HP or MacBook and a Steam Deck and an Xbox and a PS5 and still spend the same amount of money. Yeah. And that's actually a really good point because all the libraries with each of those things, I yes. mean, that's... And You're never going to yeah. the same <laughs> amount of money. If you were a little more aggressive on the laptop, you could probably throw a PSVR 2 in there. Shout out to an upcoming future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it looks sick. It's... Anyway, I, I'm future really episode. not going to pre-pod yeah. that. Future episode. Um, we just got our hands on it. But anyway, um, other things about the laptop. Um, port selection. Not bad. Not bad at all, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. pair of Thunderbolt fours, um, three USB C. Th- I'm sorry, three USB 3.2 Gen 2 Type A's. I'm sorry, Gaming World still needs their full USB yep. ports. 
yeah. hearing in the conversation. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would argue that a lot more than just the gaming just, world. Just, that, oh, yeah. I, and I would agree as well. But at, at least in this world, they played to that um, audience very well. The other big one for me on this was it has an HDMI 2.1 port. Again, not for $4,000, but that was a meaningful upgrade from my previous Razer Blade 15. Now, again, mm-hmm. I believe they've actually since solved this even in the newer 15s, but that was a bummer. That was a, even at the time, a $3,000 laptop, not cheap, that right. I discovered later, long after the purchase, because I, I changed my setup. That I didn't even realize till afterwards, shame on me for not doing the research, that it was HDMI 2.0, which means when I had gotten, what was it, the um, Odyssey G9 monitor at the time, mm-hmm. I couldn't drive it at max refresh. Right. I ended up having to get a USB-C to display port adapter and running that to the G9 to push it at 100 or the 240 hertz that that, that, mo- that monitor was capable of because of HDMI 2.0. I can tell you, I have since hooked this laptop up to a Samsung Arc mm-hmm. over just this vanilla HDMI 2.1 port right. and out of the box gotten, in, the, in its case, the full 165 hertz, just zero config made it right up full resolution full refresh full everything so that port works exceptionally well i don't Um, remember is this one the one that has the no um, i'm so i was just gonna say (laughs) so sad the one port this didn't get and you guys will understand this again because of what we do i very nearly forewent my favorite feature about this laptop and stepped up to the 18 only because the 18 has a full-blown ethernet port on it uh, and you want to talk about ports that I think more laptops need to have, make my laptop thicker and give me a freaking H- uh, I'm sorry, e- Ethernet port. Yeah. And this yeah. one does. And this one has the thickness. I could, I'm convinced <laughs> it was more of a horizontal space issue than a vertical space mm-hmm. issue, but they, they could have done it if they wanted to. Um, Almost for everything. Again, the fact that this laptop is made to be plugged in 23.5 hours of the yeah. day. It, it stands to reason they would be acceptable to also maybe have a, a full ethernet jack on it. Yeah. I but. feel like they're, I feel like they're thinking you're going to be plugging it into some sort of a docking solution. So why include it? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they have all the wires going no, into that, it. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I have it plugged in. But the problem is, so most docking stations, I'm going to settle back on this one for a second. Most docking stations by default have one gig ethernet ports, right? That razor blade 18. One of the things I loved about it was a 2.5. Mm-hmm. yeah which is pretty yeah, you cool. if you're set that. up for it and i am i could i could have taken full advantage of that two and a half gig backbone i digress yeah. <laughs> um but be, they while they did not give it that full ethernet port it does come with um wi-fi 6e so if okay, you're set yeah. up if you're one of the 12 people that have bothered to go out and get a wi-fi 6e <laughs> access point of which i'm shockingly not one of them i'm wow, i'm just running regular wi-fi 6 because yep, those freaking heroes were expensive enough and yeah, i'm not replacing to say, the ones that i bought after i got them yeah, the ones I bought it, like, you know six eight months ago or whatever when it, uh-huh. i don't remember what it was it was just before 6e came out that i got the sixes and i was yep. like all right i'm not rebuying I'm, i'll just wait <laughs> yeah the arrows they're good anyway so yeah so um windows 11 home i mean for what that's worth um you know right. obviously we're not expecting this to ship with pro although again for four thousand dollars i'll admit i feel like i really was I feel like you should get some enterprise on that thing right yeah because they're getting them for microsoft for free anyway right like yeah, absolutely not Satsi, somewhere Satsi and a dollar just twitched a little bit yeah. <laughs> no i want my licensing um uh bluetooth 5.2 oh, i'm trying to think if there's anything else I need. oh it has razor care automatically with it, it it does. Yep. I think that's nice. Yep. 
Uh, it should. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> At it, least it, if anything goes wrong with it. Yeah. Um, the webcam is also a little above decent. Like it's not great. It's two megapixels. Yeah, I was going to say. But okay. it but less important than like the photo is it's at least um windows hello out of the box oh, which good. i have become more and more happy with when it's there and unhappy with when it's not okay. so yeah. it's just it's just one of those things where it's like when face id first came out it's like then you pick yeah. a non-face id device and you're like what the heck is this mm-hmm. like that's how i i really do enjoy having that feature there and i it haven't does used work. that yet it's not on it's gotten better over time as well very have, well so. i do mm-hmm. credit where it's due yeah it works on the devices where it's got the right hardware right it works exceptionally well mm-hmm. all right yeah my razor 13 it works pretty well yeah so again on the whole better than incredible laptop if you know what you're getting for what you're paying yeah big commitment to it so um, what's I'm, the um going i know the 18 we talked we touched on it a little bit so the 18 it loses the mini led display that's the big change that's the key. right that that is that what i mentioned before like the feature that i would have foregone to get yeah. that ethernet port that's the feature so i literally the the device there's a 300 dollars price difference which i hate to be this reductive about it once you're crossing four thousand dollars yeah 300 bucks yeah. is not going to be the difference here people i literally sold three devices to buy <laughs> to buy this mm-hmm. computer it's expensive right. but 300 dollars wasn't going to be the, the difference between one or the other so it's really what footprint are you going for mm-hmm. i generally did not want an 18 inch device yes it's quite large inches go it's small cody it's it's it, it would share a lot of not thickness but footprint similarities with our old alienware 17s which those were yeah. big laptops those were very it's actually big. a little bit smaller than those it actually well, appreciably smaller in a couple directions but still it's just a big laptop then you have to mm. buy a bag big enough to it's really yeah. just the trickle down oh, yeah. effect of crossing over to 18 but i will openly admit i was tempted by it because man a, a display that big eric to your point had they offered that computer with the mini led display yeah it's the one i would have ordered i just i wonder if they're even making mini led displays in an 18 size. yet i genuinely don't know yeah yeah that would be the, um, it would be it would be an industry first if they had one Right. in there so yeah. because I, I haven't seen them anywhere no nor have i and um yeah it, it just really is that that display to your point eric was like the line so to, back to your yeah. original question spe- then this is relatively a first for razor i do mean spec for spec just about down the laptops they are otherwise identical yeah there's I'm a few that. port differences there's some minor um speaker and like um battery differences and um the uh like the cooling solution on the 18 is alleged to be more efficient. Like they're trying out because they have more footprint to play with. Mm-hmm. They're playing right. around with a more advanced cooling solution between the nature of it's just bigger. So that's just a plus yeah, they got you more, more room. space yeah. to spread the heat over. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling the intense heat that I've been experiencing with the 16 likely would be improved. Not great, but improved yeah. on the 18 would be my guess. It's just got, but more, you're giving up more, a huge, you're, more room you're for fans, up, more room for yes. air. Yeah. Battery, you're giving yeah, up that. more, even more portability and just size. And again, for me, it, it truly came down to the display. I wouldn't have cared about the size. I wouldn't have cared about the weight. I would have just gotten a bigger bag. Like that, that's right. all fine. I was ready to lean back into a giant laptop because I already described what I'm using it for. It's going to sit on one desk. It's going to occasionally go into a bag and get moved to another desk and get plugged back in. Like that's mm-hmm. the situation. And, and I think there is something the to that setup. Like, yes. you know, and I've been there too. Like where you're like, oh, I got this big laptop. It, I love it when it's on the desk. I just pack, pack it up. We, bring it somewhere going else. back to Cody and I have owned similar or same laptops many times through our yeah. work lives and friendship. Yeah. And 
same thing. We had our Alienware 17s years ago at the same time. And that was life with those laptops. Oh, yeah. There was no using it in any other way other than on a desk. Yeah, move it from surface in. to surface. Surface yeah. to surface, plugged in. And mm-hmm. this is that. But could we, those were good times. I, mean, that, I was, was going to say, I had laptops. Yeah, they were. It, 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 there is something to like using a laptop in that way. Like when you commit to using like, okay, this is like my workhorse that I'll bring with yep. me. Because you can sit here and preach portability all you want. And I don't mean, I mean, in the sense of performance that we're talking about today, I don't mean the sense of what a six, yes, I would consider a 16 inch MacBook Pro going back to that comparison we're making for, that is truly a portable device. Mm-hmm. It's not oh, as yeah. portable as the 14 inch, but that is a light enough, small enough battery is beyond good. There's almost no better battery on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Just different. But for the use cases we're talking about with this, which is hauling at places and throwing stupid workloads at it and blowing up stuff in Call of Duty, it just this mm-hmm. is that moment. This is that device. This for me going back to nostalgia. Yeah. This is recreating the very intense feels that I have for like growing up in the land party space. I was about you to say land I mean? parties. It's yeah. like picking the up land your party gear, going to a buddy's house, oh, plugging it all in and everyone get ready to sweat. Cause this room is about <laughs> to be peaking 90 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I vividly remember. And you can apparently cook moments. dinner right on that laptop. So you <laughs> I good, really could. Man. It's it's really, it's, so there it justifies the price even more. Don, it's a Don brittle. For the hot it's a, that, that's right. That's right. I got the, I got the hot plate edition. Um, but no, but but really to, to come like full circle back to the price again, because I really don't mean to keep them because you're getting, I don't want to downplay, yes, you're getting a lot for your money, but you're also paying a lot of, a money. Lot of money. I mm-hmm. mean that when I say I liquidated three other possessions of mine and yeah. because that was part of an intentional consolidation too. I had over the course of a few years accumulated these three devices that I identified we're all doing three different jobs mm-hmm. that were replaced and then some by this one device. In no other universe would I have even considered for a second spending the kind of money as this, as this was on a single device in so much as just oh, transparent to a fault. My total out-of-pocket spend for this after having gotten rid of those three devices, not counting what I obviously I spent money on those devices, but it was, mm-hmm. it was at least I have owned them outright and they were bought over the course of, I think the oldest device I got rid of was just short of three years old. Mm-hmm. So they were purchases over the course of three years. I think my total out of, I didn't quite cover the spend on this, but it was, it was like, it was just shy of $300. So basically I got, I got just up to 4,000 for the totality of the other three devices. But as a, as a Joe consumer here, that is the only way I could have even gotten close to justifying. And I'm yeah. throwing solid state air quotes around justifying here, <laughs> spending $4,300 on a laptop. Yeah. It's like, where does this fit? Right? Like who is going to buy this? Like, is it the team orgs that, you know, send laptops to all their teams, right? And they play the esports games or is it, you know, yeah, I, uh, I can see that, but likely they're going to have a sponsorship. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So I, it's a niche fit for sure. It's a, well, it's actually, I think Cody, that's a great point. I think this actually extends beyond niche. This is the purest expression I've seen to date to gaming and just hardware nerds like us to what supercars represent to car fans right supercars because that's a weird i'm said it before i'm that weird person that loves his tech almost as much as he loves his cars and supercars don't exist to be logical they don't exist to be smart they don't even exist to be good cars to own because they're not they're actually terrible 
they exist for the sake of existing. Right. Like they exist to prove that they can. The, the Bugatti Veyron exists to prove that the Bugatti Veyron can exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the obviously works. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a million dollar supercar. This is a $4,000 laptop. But still, in the context of the gadget world, this laptop exists. I truly believe this, the MSI Titan, like all the, these, these devices exist primarily. People are buying them. More people are going to buy this laptop than buy Bugatti Veyrons. I don't mean that. Right. But to the industry at large or to the, the, to the space at large, they represent they made these laptops to prove, yes, a five gigahertz, 4090, just fry an egg on top laptop right. can exist yep. and it can, and, and it, it can, can work. work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it reminds me of uh, your Microsoft duo, obviously not a laptop, but you know, they try to prove that it could work. Maybe they probably didn't sell as many as they hoped, but like, yeah it makes that concept like, okay, now we can improve upon that or somebody else sees it and they make a better version. I believe that, you know, I I insist on believing that we will have, that we will get to the point where that 14.1 inch genuinely portable computer with a reasonable battery life that won't burn the hair off your legs will exist. I don't believe it ever can exist without this laptop. Right. Mm -hmm. it, there has to be, and I'm not saying this is a so so early on that it's you know it's not inventing a new space. High performance devices have existed for a long time, mm-hmm. but this is the most insane iteration. Go back to our laptops getting cool again, not in the heat yeah. sense. <laughs> right, not in the heat sense. I yeah. the same way I look at that you know Bugatti Veyron and say that's cool. Even if I mm-hmm. had the money, I wouldn't want one but I think they're cool. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. um, but anyway, um, <laughs> I think they're, I, I, I like that this exists. Mm-hmm. Should the overwhelming majority of people even entertain for a second owning one? Absolutely not. Because it's not even a good, la- it's not good at being a laptop. Mm-hmm. Right. It's great <laughs> yeah. it's at just, being yeah. an insane laptop. And yeah. that's, that. I, I just think that's, I love that things like that can exist. I would be sad if they didn't. I don't think people should buy them. I'm hoping yeah. enough people do that Razer keeps doing it. Right. That's what they want, right? They want, right. you know, keep Because this them. has to exist for those people that are smarter than we are to figure out how to get those things down, for it to make its way from the 18 down to the 16, down to the 15, down to the 14, for yeah. it to iterate down into those devices. So I, I love the reason I've always prioritized it both as a professional and as just a hobbyist and a lover of the space. I've prioritized participating in devices like these because I firmly believe I'm participating in what the future laptop for everyone is going to be. Yeah, I think is. that's the biggest thing is this 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 proves, you know, the concept and then they iterate on it. And then, you know, their of course laptop three years from now will be insane still but everything from this laptop will end up in a consumer laptop that costs fifteen hundred dollars and you you know average joe consumer would be able to get that a lot quicker and have something because you could you could use this laptop that you got three four five years down the road and it's still going to be an insane laptop i've got a desktop here in the house it's got a 1070 in it for a graphics card and it's a desktop and it still runs most of the games just fine not yeah. on ultra graphics or anything but it still runs fine that's it a runs. that's a that's a 10 12 year old card at this point and it's still oh, yeah. just fine 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you know, so this thing, and, and I think these 4090s and 4080s, this whole 4000 series is exponentially better than, mm-hmm. than the, the, the like longer lasting. I mean, they're going to play the games a lot longer than those yes. older systems will, I think. So these, these, these systems definitely have longevity if you want to keep them around. Yeah. So. And I, and I was go, going back to like, you know, we always try to work in like, where's the advice piece of this, especially in what's in the box episodes. Um, yeah. The advice would be if you're out, let's just say, theoretically, you've got $4,000 burning a hole in your pocket. Well, first I'd tell you to go take 2000 of it and put in a savings account. <laughs> right. Second of all, um, I would tell you to go build a desktop. Yeah. Just go build yourself. A, I mean, if that's what you're looking to do, go mm-hmm. build yourself a desktop. And then get it wrong three times, love every second of it, mm-hmm. and then have that desktop. Because that, and then get a job in IT. There you yeah. go. And then send to resumes at, no, I'm just kidding. Um, um, but go, go do that. This, it, it, what's weird is based on the spec sheet, it should be easy for this to be the single device for someone. And that's actually the thing that it would struggle at being the most. Because if right. what you wanted was the ultimate gaming machine, I would tell you to go build a desktop mm-hmm. and go put money in your savings. Because <laughs> if you do that, you could go build an incredible desktop and still put four figures into your savings account. Oh, yeah. Because by the way, that's what you should do. But so that's scenario one. If you're looking for an incredible, like, creatives device, go buy a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Yep. And go put $2,000 in your safe. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not the consumer advice pieces don't buy it, which mm-hmm. is Razor. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You hate me a lot right now, but I feel like you know this. Like, this isn't the device that people are supposed to buy. This is the device that they make to plaster all over their website, to plaster all over ads, to get people talking about it. It's going to end up through influencers on every kind of social media. And no one's ever, and that's okay because again, it exists for the sake of existing to influence the devices that people should actually buy three to five years from now. That, that that's right. my belief around it. No, I mean, I, I, that makes total sense to me as well. Cause yeah, I mean, there's a million different ways that you can get comparable performance and spend a mm-hmm. lot less money. Yes. You know, desktop there are, wise, and there's just better yeah. ways. Like right. I said, it's, there's yeah. literal better ways to do that. But again, to your circling back to your point, this is in no way a bad device. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> Well, you're kind of paying for that that laptop piece of it, right? Like, you know, laptops generally aren't that powerful, you know, so you're right. kind of getting that little niche. Okay, I have a laptop that's as powerful and I feel like... You're, you're paying yeah, for the moment. You're paying for, mm-hmm. you're exactly. paying for participation right. in, in, mm-hmm. in yeah. a moment because this is a... Laptops really went... They went through... We talked about this for years. They were... Here's the same laptop. We upped the chip by a little bit and we put a newer card in it and it's still aggressively fine at what it does. This is one of the first times really, Cody, ironically, since I remember when we got those Alienware 17s, it was because I forget what gen of this, but it was like that breakout moment where Alienware was just like, you know what? Screw it. This thing is going to be four inches thick. It's going to have 80 fans (laughs) in it. It's going to have no battery, but it's going to be amazing. And I guess to carry on the narrative, this laptop exists because those laptops existed. Mm-hmm. Right. It did. And it's your point, Eric, that, that Alienware, I mean, John's too, it, it, they still work. Like it, they Mine still work. Sitting, this, this I'm slide. pointing like anyone listening to this can see me. <laughs> it's in the room with me right now because I, 
a tried to resell it and couldn't because it's too old to yeah. cobble together money for this thing. But uh, no, um, I'm repurposing it as a as a conference room computer because all these it's years slow. later, guess mm-hmm. what? It's still got a eight core CPU and 32 <laughs> gigs of RAM and a solid state drive in it. Like it's still mm-hmm. a good computer. And oh, yeah. I refuse to let good computers die early. They all have, there are purposes for these things. But I mean, Cody, to say that those computers got put through the ringer and back <laughs> would be the understatement. Yeah. The oh computer. yeah. I threw everything at that thing over the years. And it, and it still functions. And, uh, you know, I think this going back to the Rage Blade 16 is so sufficiently extra um i don't mm. envision this one having a 10 year mm. lifespan it's going to set itself on fire long before then um that that's just the other fact yeah. thermal thermals will catch up with this computer before that's it ever has a chance to live that long um and that's just again the, the, the nature of it to to extend the metaphor this thing is literally going to blow a gasket long before it ever has a chance <laughs> blow to, a fan uh, or something. Yeah, to, yeah. to uh to, to get to that age but again for what it is i i love the envelopes that it pushes that display mm-hmm. we obviously have other thousand nit and mini led displays but that i will rarely if ever even use it but i just i think the parlor trick of oh yeah checking down from that 4k resolution to 1080p and actively switching from the refresh rates and having it appear to the os as being this native resolution anyone who's fought that inside of a game yeah. of trying to get the native resolution to met and not be just hot garbage incredible the ability mm-hmm. to do that i now, just love that it's a hard switch too yeah that it could, yeah like oh, i have bad news too. about that Oh, okay. rumors about that were aggressively incorrect. It is <laughs> oh. not a hard switch. Oh man, I was so um, looking forward to that. It is a software switch. In, uh, so I was just going to. It is a software switch inside the Razer Synapse software, okay. and it requires a reboot. Oh wow! Okay, but wow. again, going back, but but again, as someone who does what we do for a living, I totally understand why mm-hmm. Windows is detecting its native re- resolution at boot. At boot, like. Mm-hmm. It, they would almost have to convince Windows that you were plugging in another monitor. Yeah, right? I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. But also, we're going back to this paving a road. You, we, were, we mentioned NVIDIA Optimus earlier and how, you know, allegedly freaking cars, you know, the environment can switch back and forth between integrated and dedicated uh, GPUs to prioritize battery life and for performance. I remember the first round of laptops that could do quote unquote switching but it literally required a reboot. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you knew you were going to be on a plane for a while and you wanted to extend battery, you could boot into Intel integrated. Or if you were sitting down for a gaming session, you could boot into my, what well, was probably a GTX 960 at the time or whatever the right. chip probably was. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, not so much. So again, I love that this feat. It's not, it is not a good to use feature. Because I have to think about what resolution I want, what 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 I want to prioritize, reboot the whole thing, start up like I'm never going to use it. I'm going to let it sit in yeah. 4K. I'm going to let it mm. sit in 120, and that's just going to be the because guess what? Chances are I've got it plugged into my big monitor anyway, and it has its own native resolution and refresh rate. Yeah, <laughs> but I still love that this feature exists because we I don't believe we'd ever have a laptop that could do it on the fly without having the laptop that yeah, requires. Yeah, we got to have this step first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to why does this thing exist? It exists to participate in that step forward. And going back to this being all of our passions, the hardware mine, especially participating in those moments 
for me, I'm not saying this is smart, by the way, but it's always been worth the cost of entry because it's, it's important. I think it's special because it's in the future when it is millions of people that just, I love going back to what we do for a living. We always reference that watching people's faces when they get to use a new technology for the first time and have it be meaningful and that actual look of magic on their face for sure this is not a magical experience. I have to open up a system (laughs) control software, go in and make intentional changes, go through a full-blown reboot to have a change take place. Nothing about that is magical. I know exactly what's going on. But that future moment when it can just do it and it just works and people don't need to understand the why of what's going on in the background unless they want to. Yeah, that's that's the magic. Participating in that story, there's for me, is the worth of the cost of entry Mm -hmm. and the investment of three months of time and reselling half the devices in my closet. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, so you guys, what, 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 what can I tell you all about this, uh, about this device as we start to wrap it up? What do you, what questions do you have about the boat anchor that currently lives on my desk? Have you, have you done any, any frame rate comparisons on stuff like your, your games, like, yep. com, like your, your because you just built a PC last year, year before I did and yep. a gaming PC. And then you've got this one. What, what's the, what's the performance difference like? So my PC from last year is relatively comparable. So it's a desktop 3080. Right. So while we said this is equivalent approximately to a desktop 4080, it's for all intents and purposes better than that desktop 3080 pound for right. pound <clears throat> pun intended. I haven't gotten scientific enough where I've got a spreadsheet here for you as far as like sure. here it scored an 88, here it scored a 109. But it is what I think is interesting as far as apples to apples go, I was running both through the same monitor. So taking the display okay. out of the equation, the desktop was running through that Samsung Arc. And I hooked this up to that same Samsung Arc. So they were pushing pixels to the same display at the same right. refresh rate at the same resolution. And in the context of this being a desktop replacement, which is what I insist on calling it, it mm-hmm. has outperformed in every meaningful way that purpose-built desktop of about 16 months ago. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, okay. It didn't double down anywhere. It didn't run laps around it. Obviously, it was running... Way, the only area it certainly didn't outperform was temperatures. Sure. Because it was a water-cooled, well-ventilated desktop. I mean, again... Mm-hmm. Take your money, build a desktop. There's your right. top tip. Yeah. But raw performance-wise, this laptop does, I can say confidently, this laptop genuinely outperforms a relatively comparable desktop of 12 to 18 months. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I got almost exactly a year ago. So that generation was about yeah. 12 to 18 months ago. Um, okay. But I will also say, almost to the dollar, that desktop was half the price of this laptop. Right. Now the desktop didn't come with it. It didn't come with a display. Heck, it didn't even yeah. come with a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm just going to say there are some apples to apples, but you can buy right. a heck of a monitor for $2,000. So again, still not an apples to apples comparison, but you know, all roads come back to, I could sit here and make comparisons to them, but it's almost like the MacBook thing. I could make comparisons to them blue in the face. None of them are good comparisons because sure, this thing is capable, but what you're asked to pay for it Mm-hmm. negates almost every single one of them right yeah because even if you built even if you hit the buy monitor and the keyboard peripherals and everything like it, you're still coming out under what that laptop is mm-hmm. 
even in Razer's own lineup for this cost, you could buy several other lesser models of Razer laptop, buy their external GPU dock, and a comp and a, not maybe not comparable because we said 4080s are still freaking expensive, but mm-hmm. a good card and still spend the same amount of money as this um right. Yeah, this laptop is so the the price the price is the forty three hundred pound gorilla in the corner, it it, it just is that that's that's the story. It's hard to work it, around that. Yeah, this laptop is two stories. It's the stories of what it is and what it cost, mm-hmm. and really that's the story of almost every device and almost every purchase. But it's it's the banner story for this because what it is is very important. It's meaningful. It's special. It's incredible, but it's expensive. It's it's too expensive. I mean, or I'm very comfortable saying it's too mm-hmm. expensive. If we're talking about this in the context of being a piece of consumer electronics, which implies consumers are supposed to be the ones buying <laughs> right. it. Yeah. It's too expensive. Yeah. It just I, and I can agree with that. That's I, I would I would have a hard time. I would have to sell a lot of stuff like you did to oh, ever yeah. do it. And and again, if I did that, if I liquidated all of those assets like that, I would end up building a really good desktop. Is, what, is likely what I would do. If and I, if up I until the minute I made the, I made the decision to, as I keep insisting on calling it, participate in this experience, I, it was very hard not to do exactly that because I had needed yeah. to get off my butt and sell a lot of those devices for a while because they, all of them were like reaching that. You know, we all resell stuff constantly because that's how oh, yeah. we, it's the name of the game yeah. when you're mm-hmm. a gadget yeah. hobbyist. Um, all of the things that I read were like teetering very close to that point where they were going to start to lose value dramatically and fast. So I needed to hurry up and get rid of them no matter what. It was just that time. But it was very tempting to say, cool, I finally did the chores I was supposed to do. I got most of my money back. In some cases, I made some. Um, But not reinvesting that just into a great desktop and still having some money left over when I was done was very, very difficult. Um, It was really just the, man, like inflection point moments in a gadget space we talk about all the time only happen once or twice a decade and i really do actually think this is a once or twice a decade laptop they're going to come out with a new one next year Uh, it's going to be better than this one (laughs) but but that's therefore going to become that moment will have passed right this is the first this this these inflection point moments i don't actually believe happen all that often the most recent one i would say would be the launch of m and that was now about three years ago yeah. Um, prior to that, it had been a while. I mean, Cody, maybe maybe when they last got beefy and big, which was our Alienware moment. You know, yeah. That I mean, it's it's really every call four or five years or so these moments come along. Um, and they're not all good ones, by the way. Looking at you, yeah. Windows Eight. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's every other right. <laughs> touch screens and a tablet operating system. That's what's going to fix laptops. Like tiles. <laughs> um, give me a start menu. <laughs> Do we all remember those arguments? Oh, um, so they're not all great ones. So, but this moment was again th- that 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 experience is really really interesting. I. <laughs> I struggle to say worth it because I could do, I could continue to list 80 more reasons why it's not worth it. Um, but if it's so fun to use, you know, that's always like part of it, right? You want to have is. fun using the device. And and, and it is and it's, it is incredible to use. I will say when you each have an opportunity to use it, which I'm looking forward to seeing both of you get it, get that chance. It's um, seeing it do what it does as competently as it does right. is very similar, Eric, to our experiences using our M our M MacBooks for the, the first, first time. time. When it's yeah. like you when you just throw stuff at it and throw stuff at it and it laughs at you and keeps going. That's what this thing has been doing cool. at every game, graphic, 
again, I haven't intentionally tried to torture it. I've just been doing the things that I do yeah. turned up to 11 and it just does them. And that's pretty cool. I've never oh, yeah. experienced that on a PC laptop before, ever. Yeah, ever. There's always cool. been the yeah, I don't think I have either. With every PC laptop, because again, when I say PC laptop, I'm qualifying because in, in a gaming sense, because we've already, that's mm-hmm. not happening on my Mac, period. Right. Um, I've never had that experience of just literally just like, what am I going to try next? Like, that's the most fun I'm having is like trying to think of like, okay, what game haven't I just went crazy on the graphic slider to see what it does? Um, and it just hasn't quit. And that is, again, it's not worth the price. But if you find yourself in a position to experience it, it's something else. It, it, it really, cool. really is. So. Awesome. So if, you, if you're looking to set several thousand dollars on fire, um, literally, because the laptop will do that if you yep. leave the stack. Yeah, don't, don't leave the money on top um, of the laptop. Th- this is a place to do that. So um, on that costly, but in my opinion, very, very fun bombshell. <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up for this week. You guys uh, have anything else here at the end? No, all good. All right. Well, um, I think next week. Oh, no. Like and subscribe. Right, Eric? I yes, get my like sh- and subscribe. <laughs> definitely do that. We definitely need to Yeah, get that. And give us five stars. Yeah, if you liked it, leave a comment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hope Let's all smash, of you are listening. Smash that all, subscribe button. All 11 of you, I hope you realize how much we hate having to do it. But Sledgehammer uh, that like button. Exactly. Nope, nope shut it down. <laughs> nope, all right. Well, with that, actually, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.